0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto Experts. To the end zone. It's hard. Touchdown! Oh my goodness. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. Yes. It's time
1: for a
0: touchdown! We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it.
1: Ah, here we are in a 2019 groove. Welcome to the first Roto Experts show. 2019 i am scott Engel, the managing director of rotoexperts.com i am the king i am fantasy and joining me for our inaugural show of the season my good friend nobody talks like he does about fantasy football and fantasy hockey that's why i call the blue line it's george kurtz george happy new year how are you my friend
2: happy new year scott good morning how you doing I'm good,
1: uh, but are we are we friends this week, uh, first, uh, the first round of the NFL
2: playoffs by Seahawks against your Cowboys? I certainly hope so. I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh my god, I gotta hit you this week now because our teams are playing each other, can't talk to you. No, no, uh, I'm not playing you, I'm playing your team that you root for, you're playing the team I root for. I think I'm okay with still calling you friend this week.
1: Alright, so if we were playing each other in a fantasy football final, then we wouldn't be friends, I guess. I guess I, a there are no huh? friends in fantasy football, <laughs> as I often say.
2: I guess fighting for money is a little bit different than fighting for rooting interest. And you can uh,
1: you can check out the brand new Roto Experts now. Roto Experts three sixty five will be covering uh, fantasy football in the NFL three hundred sixty five days a year uh, with our with our newest uh, member of the Roto Experts team, Davis Maddock, and myself. Check out Davis's uh, targets for the the you know, your fantasy football playoff drafts leagues. Uh, whatever you're playing it, and you can check out my full positional playoff rankings with notes. As uh, a lot of people doing uh, doing drafts this week and uh, playing other other on other sites like uh, the NFL.com playoff challenge, etc. So uh, fantasy football is not done for 2019, George.
2: No, there are many different types of uh, playoff leagues you can play in. One's obviously the simple kind of draft. The other one, double elimination. Uh, playing a lot of these, and uh, I guess let's get right off the bat, Scott. Assuming you're playing in a regular uh, playoff draft, what's your strategy? Are you going for the best player overall, or you uh, do you map out the playoffs and look for the teams that you believe are going to make the Super Bowl?
1: It's a combination of both, and I think you see it in my ranks on RotoExperts.com. Uh, right, right now, is what I'm looking for is a combination of the best players and guys who can play at least two and possibly three games. So. Uh, I I have scouting reports on all of these guys, and these ranks are free on rotoexperts.com right now, and I have them both standard and PPR. And my overall number one ranked player is Alvin Kamara because I believe the Saints have the best shot of any team to play three games, and he's the best fantasy football player, on, uh, I believe, on the team that has the best shot to play three games.
2: Yeah, I don't think I can argue you there. I think the Saints are the, uh, the team to beat in the NFC for obvious reasons. I think the AFC is really, really wide open. I can make an argument pretty much for and against each team, but uh, I think in the end I'd be boring. I'd just be going with the number one seeds.
1: Well, I actually have my team ranks one to twelve, and uh, why don't we have some fun here? We'll go backwards from 12 to one. although I even feel like my, my number 12 team could even uh could even win a playoff game, but i I'd, I'd have a hard time seeing them win two, and that's that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, of course, you have this Nick Foles magic coming into vogue again, but they they do have a running back committee. The defense has been playing better of late. I actually used them in a fantasy football final in Week 17, and they got me 16 points on ESPN because uh, they had a shutout against the Washington Redskins. So, you know, this, this team is dangerous. Uh, they're going into Chicago. I'd probably rather have Nick Foles than Mitch Trubisky At quarterback, they do have something of a running back committee, but Darren Sproles can be dangerous. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has woken up the last two weeks. uh, the The numbers are better. He's scored three touchdowns in the final two weeks of the season. Alshon Jeffrey has really come on the last few weeks. And like I said, the team has played better defensively. But out of 11 teams, I probably have them ranked number 12.
2: I'm going to agree with you. One thing I like about this year's playoffs is, really, you can make an argument that, as you said, any team here can win a game or two. I'm not saying the Eagles are going all the the way, but I like any... There's no gimme game this weekend where you go, oh, this game's going to stink. You know, one team's going to win by 30 points. It could happen, but I'm not predicting any of that to happen. I think all games, both teams have a shot here. And, God, Scott, if Nick Foles can go on another run... you know, I brought it up just just for giggles with... uh, I think it was with Dan on Saturday. Uh, It might have been Jim Day Sunday night. You know, if someone were to offer the Eagles, uh, let, let's say they win. Let's say they go to a championship game. They lose to the New Saints in a championship game. Actually, they can't win a championship game. They'd have to lose in uh, the second round. Let's say that by they beat the, Ram, uh, the Saints in the second round. They lose to the Rams in a championship game. All right? And someone then were to make uh, the Eagles some kind of crazy offer. Let's say the Jaguars, a team that has players the Eagles could want here and they're a team of dysfunction here. And they would offer the Eagles something like two seconds and Jalen Ramsey or Leonard Fournette. Your your choice for Carson Wentz, would you do it?
1: I think you'd have to strongly consider it, but I think you also have to remember how watered down. I always talk about how how uh, how the quarterback position is in the NFL, and are they, will they are they really comfortable committing to Nick Foles as their long term starter?
2: I agree with you. I think Carson Wentz is still the man, and I'm not trading. I'm not trading them. Uh, uh, although I, I think the offer would be intriguing. Maybe there would be room for negotiation there, and you get a 1 and a 4, or whatever it is. But uh, I th- actually, if Nick Foles was on another magical run here, I think the Eagles are going to certainly have to consider it here. But I agree, Eagles are 12.
1: Yeah, but how long that, could that magical run really last? If if they happen to beat Chicago this week, then they have to go to New Orleans, and I, th- I think that would be very, very difficult to pull off.
2: So do I. I don't think they can do it. But like I said, if it's a magical run, they do do it, and they do beat New Orleans in a a divisional round. I I just don't know how you sell that way after winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and then they're going through it. That obviously be at least a championship game. How you can uh, then trade them? Trying to look for
1: where my highest ranked Philadelphia Eagle is, and I have none none of the top fifteen in PPR overall. My 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 lineup in my uh. My playoff ranks. Uh, my highest. My highest ranked guy is Zacker to twenty four.
2: Oh yeah, either, that would seem to be. Then you're thinking that they're not. Uh, they're probably not going to win. Uh, uh, no, they're probably not going to win. But well, they play Sunday, I believe. In uh, fact, I don't believe. I know they play Sunday, uh, and I, I would agree. I don't think the Eagles can win Sunday. I think it'll be close though, because I don't. I don't love the Bears either, Scott. Not a big. That defense is great, and it might be the best in the NFL. Certainly, uh, looks like it's the best in the NFC. But that offense still scares me. I don't know what Trubisky in his first playoff start will do. You yeah, know, will he be have a little, a you know, little nerves there? And what if the Eagles do get up early? You know, they do ten nothing early, and things are going their way. Can the uh, Bears do they have the offense to battle back? I'm not so sure. Do, they do. They do have
1: the defense to keep them in the game, though, and for
2: for it to get out of hand. I agree. I think I think it's the uh, if not the best defense in the NFL. It's certainly top three. Certainly Baltimore's in there. Couple other teams, but I think uh, I think the Bears and Ravens have the two best defenses, and it could give the Eagles fits. Then, I know since Foles has come on, that uh, that team has played better. They've also, but they've also played a bunch of nobodies. I mean, the Redskins we know are done. All right, the Redskins have been done for six weeks, eight weeks. They were injuries, pun injuries, pun injuries. You know, they beat the Giants, a team that's had their issues as well. Uh, so I'm just curious to see what they can do.
1: My 11th ranked team is the Dallas Cowboys, although. I think from 11 on, I'm not comfortable with any ranking. Uh, I think the Dallas Seattle game could go either way. Uh, I think I think when you look at uh, when you, when you start comparing the teams on paper, uh, it's really not about who has better this versus better that. Uh, when you're talking about units, it's how they match up against each other. Uh, you know the Dallas the Dallas defense is very much built in the vision of the classic Seattle defense. which you have Chris Richard coming in there. Big corners, fast linebackers, uh, very bulky up front. Uh, you know, going against the Seattle offense, but you know Russell Wilson can be a magician, and he's got playoff experience, clutch experience. If this comes down to Russell Wilson versus Dak Prescott and who's got to make the play, you know, you definitely like you like Russell Wilson. I think I think Dallas probably has the better defense when you look at the personnel wise. Uh, the Seahawks probably. Probably, uh, probably about equal. I would say these teams on offense, whereas I think the Seahawks have the advantage in the quarterback slash coach department. And you, you don't know what you're going to get with 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 uh, with Dak Prescott. You know, I was watching the NFL Network and they were saying, you know, the way the Seahawks have played, you know, they're kind of football where they control the clock and they don't make turnovers that can travel. So you know, this could be an evenly matched game, but uh, you know, with Dallas. For me, it comes down to Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott versus Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, and that's why I think I have Dallas ranked at 11.
2: You know, this game, this is the primetime game uh, Saturday night, and I'm not so sure it's going to make it all of primetime. Both these teams are going to try and run the ball down the other throat, control the clock, and this game's going to be played very quickly. Both teams are going to run, run, run. I don't see a team blowing the other one out. Uh, you name the problem for me. And that is, you know, generally when it comes down to playoff football, the first thing I look at, well, the home team. They have the advantage there. And then the second is the quarterback. And it's going to be hard for for anyone to convince me that Dak is going to be or make less mistakes than Russell Wilson. And, you know, uh, Wilson's done it before. You know, he—he's this is old hat to him. He'll be fine. Dak, you, you don't know what you're going to get. He might be fine. He might not be. And then you name the other problem. Pete Carroll. First, Jason Garrett. Uh, I don't trust Garrett whatsoever. You know, Carroll. Once again, we know he's a, has a little bit gambler in him. He'll uh, he'll do some things. Garrett, I think he's going to play this one by the book again, which is generally what he's been throughout his career. I Every mean, now he doesn't change, seem to change and take more chances until he has to. And I think in this game, and, and really in today's NFL, you need to take more chances. You need to try and keep that ball on fourth and. F- Really, five or less inside the uh, opponent's territory. You don't punt the ball away, and I think Garrett will do that. I think he'll keep giving the ball back to Seattle, keep playing conservative. I don't think they'll take many shots in the secondary for two reasons. One, they won't want to take any chance that Dak makes a mistake. Two, he's not very good at it. He's not very good at finding the open. Even when the guys are wide open in the secondary, he's just not good at it. So I think they'll play very conservative, and I think in the end that'll be their detriment here. That being said, I don't have Dallas at 11. Uh, I have the other Texas team at 11, and that's Houston. I think Indianapolis is going in there. and I think they're beating Houston on Sunday. I like the way the Colts are playing. I think Houston, their secondary is uh, far from the greatest. You know, the run game is, is okay with Lamar Miller, but not great. It's all going to be on Deshaun Watson's hands, and I think he's going to Deshaun Watson may have the same problem as Dak Prescott, making mistakes that maybe he shouldn't make. He takes hits he shouldn't take. So I have Houston as the number 11 team. Uh, right state, wrong team for me.
1: Yeah, well, if Dak plays like he did last week, though, uh, you know this this game's going to be very, very uh, entertaining, back and forth. I think.
2: If Dak plays like he did uh, next week, that's going a long way. I mean, really, it's it's that simple. But we've seen this before from Dak, and even last week against the Giants, you watched the game. He missed a wide open Amari Cooper twice, and I mean by wide open, I mean open by ten yards. with have been easy touchdowns in the secondary, and he missed them. Both sides were terrible. Dak seems to play, uh, as far as the long ball is concerned, when he just lets it go. You know, like that play of the Beasley on 4th and 15, he's running, scrambling to his left, just lets it go. Not really thinking. When he has time to think. You can see him, sometimes he's aiming the ball deep. He Even he knows he has problems with the deep ball here. And he missed Cooper here. That's why it's going to be so hard for me to trust Dak Prescott. And let's also face it. The Seahawks, they're not the Giants. Giants defense has been terrible all year long. Seahawks... They'll play, Dave. This will be a much closer game. He's going to have to hit those passes.
1: Yeah, the, Se- the Seahawks do have some in- inexperienced quarterbacks and defensive backs here, uh, you know, so that could play to Dak's advantage, especially if they attack Trey Flowers on the left side. It's easier to attack him on the right side rather than uh, Shaq Griffin on the right side. But I do have Dallas ranked 11 because it's no given that they beat Seattle. And even if they do... Uh, You know, there's a possibility they could go to New Orleans or Los Angeles in the second round. Uh, I could see them having the type of team that could upset the Rams, but I couldn't see them beating beating the uh, the Saints again in their own house.
2: No, no, I uh, I do have the the Cowboys winning uh, Sunday. Obviously, for obvious reasons, I think it'll be a close game, but I think it ends there. I think if you're a cowboy fan. I know you are. Oh, we beat the Saints on that Thursday night. Yeah, you'll hear that over and over again. I don't. That's in Dallas on a Thursday night. It wasn't a short week, as the, both teams played uh, the Thursday before. But I'm still going to say I think uh, the Saints would win that. The Rams would be a better matchup. Rams. Rams have been able to stop the run all season long, so Dallas may be able to control some clock there and sort of do to the Rams what they did to the Saints if they can get to golf. But uh, I'll have I'll have the if either team, the Seahawks or the Cowboys, whoever wins this game. I think the run ends here.
1: Be interesting the narratives here. If like Seattle were to lose, I think uh a lot of people would still say this season is a success. USA Today and other experts predicted them to win about four games and you know here they are winning ten and being a playoff team. You know, I had said the preseason to completely objectively. I didn't think this was a Super Bowl team anymore, but uh, you know, they could certainly you know, they have, they have one of the final wild cards. That's exactly what they did. If Dallas were to lose, you know, they would view this as a, as a big failure.
2: This is another interesting argument I saw uh, somewhere. I think it was probably on ESPN, maybe NFL Live or something like that, where they were arguing was, is this Pete Carroll's best coaching job ever? For the reason you just said. You know, that no one really, everyone thought this was a rebuilding year for Seattle. Right, I mean everything was going wrong for Seattle. You really didn't have much of a uh in the receivers. You didn't have a tight end. Jimmy Graham's gone. Not that he was great with Seattle anyway. The offensive line, we didn't know what that w- what to make of that. You drafted a shot Penny in the first round. Didn't really work out. Uh, you know you had Earl Thomas in that fiasco. Yet here you are, Saints in the play, uh, Seahawks in the playoffs. You know, and it's, uh, at least a 50-50 shot to go to move on to the second round here. So I think this is one of Pete Carroll's best coaching jobs for what he had. Because he actually didn't have great players around him. They really they revamped the team. This is a running team now. They run, 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 run. Eat clock. They're sort of playing what the, the Cowboys have done for a couple of years now. Keep that defense off the field. Don't let them get exposed. I do think if it's if it's not his best job ever, it's certainly up there.
1: Yeah, uh, Carroll has, has made, made the playoffs in five of his last six years and in seven of his last nine and Russell Wilson has made the playoffs in every season, but one, uh, I have the Chargers ranked 10th. Uh, now look, they didn't play well against Baltimore last time. Uh, no touchdowns and two interceptions for Phillip rivers. I do think they have a chance because they're going to watch that film and they're going to make the adjustments, but I think it's going to be very hard for them to go into Baltimore and, uh, you know, be able to, pull an upset on that defense. Uh it wouldn't shock me, but I I do think I do think the Chargers are are one and done here. Uh you know, Phillip Rivers four and five all time as a as a playoff quarterback. And, you know, we've seen this team win some big games and then we've also seen them lose some games that they should win. It's almost like you don't know what to do with the Chargers, you know, but give me the
2: Ravens and their defense on their home field. And I think the Chargers are wanted out. I think it's a shame. I mean, Chargers, hey, you go twelve and four. Congratulations, and your reward, eh? Go on a road trip to Baltimore. Uh, really a shame for Chargers here. I don't have them at number uh, up next. I have Seattle up next, as I uh, once again I think Dallas wins the game. But I agree with you about the Chargers and the Ravens. I do think the Ravens beat the Chargers. Yeah, that
1: game could really go either way, though. Everybody's talking about Dallas, Seattle going either way. I can see. Think- L.A., but Baltimore's hot right now playing great defense. More wild-card fantasy playoff talk next on the Roto-Experts.
0: The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game time decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Boom! Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you. the little experts,
1: if you like to wager on sports or never have it, would like to try, head on over to Bet DSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI. We can wager virtually any time during a contest. Capitalizing on in-game circumstances, there are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% deposit bonus match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI, the promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match. Scott Engel and George Kurtz here on the Roto Experts Uh talking some uh, playoff fantasy football. And uh, you were saying you have the Houston Texans ranked, I believe, 10th. I I, I have them 9th. Uh, while, while they you know, while they have a pretty good defense, Lamar Miller's been playing really well. DeAndre is the best fantasy football wide receiver in the playoff field. We've seen Deshaun Watson play very good late in the season. I just believe that the Indianapolis Colts right now are really better than their record uh overall. Uh and I think, you know, with the way they're playing defense and with the way Andrew Luck is going, that Indianapolis, I'll talk about it in a little while, could really steamroll their way all the way to the AFC title game. Uh and I wouldn't be shocked to see them take out take out the uh the Texans in the first round of the playoffs.
2: Neither would I. I have the Colts winning this game. I think listen, this is not a knock on Houston, but I do want to think they may have peaked a little early here. I think they're pretty much a, uh, in some ways, a three-man team. Watson, Hopkins, J.J. Watt. And even Watt has isn't quite the dominating player he used to be here. But I think they're a team that can be handled, that can be game-planned for. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Indianapolis, I think everything you said about Indianapolis is true. I think they're a team that's hitting it at the right time. I think what's happened in Indianapolis has been... I don't want to say miraculous, but it's been a great season for the Colts. It, it's, it's, even if they didn't make the playoffs, they would have lost Sunday night. It was still a great season. You got your franchise quarterback back. right? Andrew Luck is the player he used to be, uh, which is fantastic, which is what you needed. Uh, if they're going through a couple of seasons of hell here, it's worked out. Everything's going their way. They have a running game. It's not... You know, it's not ZD Elliott, Barkley, or Gurley, but it's a good, solid running game that teams have to respect. The offensive line is much better. They finally paid attention to it. The defense, once again, it's not the Ravens, but it's respectable. It's respectable here. So I like what the Colts can do. I think they are feeling it. You know, they went down to Tennessee and controlled that game and really won without a problem. I think they do the same thing sort of here in Houston. Well, unless the Sean wants can make some magical plays, unless you know J.J. Watt's getting through to luck and doing some strip sacks here, I think Indianapolis goes down to Houston, takes care of business.
1: The the Colts have actually won nine of their last ten, and they split the season series with Houston, losing in overtime at home in Week Four, thirty-seven to thirty-four, and then in uh, later in the season in Week Fourteen on the road, they actually beat Houston. 24-21 to as Andrew Luck threw for 399 yards.
2: The overtime loss, that was the one where, uh, you know, Riker caught some flack because, uh, what, it was tied. They got the ball first, and he went for it, I believe, on fourth and one around his own 40. Around his own 40, didn't get it. Didn't get it. Andrew Luck here said, oh, we like that our coach does that and plays for the win rather than a tie. Because I think there wasn't much time left and uh, they could have just punted the ball away and probably settled for a tie. So uh if i remember correctly in that game. So uh and that was when they weren't playing that well. Think that was in the earlier part of the season when the Colts really hadn't hit their stride yet. So like I said, i everything in this game p- points to the Colts to me. And i did i did i did the Colts upset them.
1: Yeah, well the the Colts defense has played really well recently. In that second game they held Deshaun Watson to 267 passing yards, one touchdown no interception, and 35 rushing yards. Uh, they also held DeAndre Hopkins down to four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. So if they can shut down and limit that combo, and they also held Lamar Miller to 14 carries on 33 yards, 14 carries for 33 yards, even though they had a touchdown, meanwhile, on their side of the ball, they were making big plays. T.Y. Hilton with his best game of the year, nine catches for 190 yard, nine yards, T.Y. Hilton has been looking like a star again since week 10, but he, he hasn't been getting in the end zone.
2: Yeah, that's always been his bugaboo, right? Now he's not really a red zone threat. They haven't looked for him there, and this is not just this season. This is through the years. He needs to get those twenty yard passes to get into the end zone. He's not getting the three yard passes. Uh, he's a small guy. They don't use him on crossing routes. You know, a lot of uh, we know what the end zone passes are nowadays. They're the alley oops over a tight end. Eric Ebron has got what as many touchdowns as anybody in the NFL, and all the red zone looks, and that's where that's where luck is going. So that's not surprising to me. But uh, T. Y. Hilton, as long as he's healthy. I mean, he's a danger, and he's torched the Houston secondary in the past.
1: He has, but when teams face each other three times. You know, this this could actually be a little bit of a uh, well, I don't know if it could be a, you know that of a low scoring game. I think I think what Houston tries to do is come in game plan play here and how to, about how to take the the luck T Y Hilton combination out of the game, whereas uh, you know the Colts are trying to take that Watson Hopkins uh combination out of the game and you know both these, both these teams can run the ball
2: and guess what i think whichever team is more successful if either team can do it if Houston could take Hilton away or if the Colts could take Hopkins away that goes a long way to winning the game right there i mean uh when you look at Houston i don't i, I don't see Lamar Miller being able to beat the Colts you know, once again, he's not one of these upper echelon backs, and they don't have a great running attack where they can, you know, one guy's going to do it. Miller's had a nice little revival here over the what, last six, eight games, second half of the season, where he's looked very good. Don't see that happening on Sunday. Not that Marlon Mack is really all that better to me, but I like uh, the Indianapolis running game more. You know, I think once again, this again, you can make an argument. Who who makes the mistake? You know, uh, the one thing I didn't like about Sunday night. Is Indianapolis was rolling along in that game until Andrew Luck did that dumb jump pass at the line of and ended up being a pick six. You know, you can't do things like that here. You know, you can't give away six free points here. Not that I expect Luck to do that, but if somebody was going to do that, I would expect that to be Watson where he would make the mistake. And that's why it's it's hard for me. I can't if you were to tell me, give me one, give you one reason why Houston wins this game, it's tough for me to find it. Yeah, when you only have one offensive weapon in Hopkins, I think teams can take that away. I don't think they have the run game here to really propel them to a victory. Yeah,
1: Luck does, luck does a better job of spreading
2: the ball around to his secondary targets. He's had to, right? Because he's lost Hilton at times this year, or Hilton's been banged up in games as well. Uh, I like, I like, love the Houston front four, but after that, it gets dicey on that defense.
1: Yeah, well, Indianapolis' offensive line has played terrific this year. Uh, so I have Philadelphia 12, Dallas 11, Chargers 10, Houston 9, and then I got I have the Seahawks at eight because even if they beat Dallas, uh, you know I'm hearing some talk like, you know, from analysts and of course from fans that, you know, don't be surprised if the Seahawks make a deep playoff run and go to the NFC Championship game. I think you know that's based more reputation than reality. Uh, if they do beat Dallas, uh, they they would uh, very likely have to go to New Orleans, and I ca- I can't see their defense. Uh, their defense is okay, but I don't see being able to handle the Saints on a fast track indoors on the road. Uh, I, I I think I think they're one and out if they win.
2: Yeah, it, it wouldn't. Like I said I, I think I'm with you here. It wouldn't shock me if the Hawks pulled off a win, but it's it's unlikely. You mentioned all the reasons why you're going to play the Saints, fast track indoors in that dome over uh, against a rested team. You know, I don't, I don't see the Saints losing their first playoff game to anybody, whether it's uh, the Cowboys, Hawks, Eagles, you know, whoever it might be. I don't think that's going to happen here. So uh, I'm with you. I, uh, I like the Hawks. I think, actually, I think this game against Dallas is almost a coin flip as to whoever wins it. But I don't think either team is going to win the next one. I think they have a, uh, sort of a fighter's chance. You know, was, I think the Eagles and Cowboys both are going to do the same thing. If they win, uh, if and when they get to the Saints, run the ball, control the clock, try and get the breeze, throw him off his game. Sort of the game plan Dallas threw out there on that Thursday night game. Uh, it worked then, but you know New Orleans knows this as well. They'll make adjustments also. My only difference is I don't know if I am. <laughs> I'm never going to tell you Russell Wilson can't do something because uh, I I'm a big I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I like what he's done. I think he's been a big. I think he's been this offense for uh, for a lot of the times. Not so much this year. They've had a good running game. Uh, but one thing I like about Russell Wilson, he's one of the best deep passers in the NFL. He throws yes. a good deep ball, allows his receivers to go and get it. So that's always uh, my mindset. It's a puncher's chance if he can hit those deep throws to Tyler Lockett. Anything's possible. But I agree with your ranking.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Seattle will go into New Orleans and try to establish a run and control the clock. But ultimately, uh, you know, the Saints run the ball very well too. I think they have a very good defense that would actually uh, throw the Seattle offense off a rhythm. Uh, Number seven, I have the Bears, just because, you know, Mitch Trubisky has not really played well the second half of the season at all, but, you know, they do have two very good running backs. Uh, You saw uh, what Jordan Howard has played really well late in the season. He has two 100-yard games in his last four, and he's been getting in the end zone pretty consistently. So uh, you have to like the running backs, even though the, the wide receivers have it very disappointing. You know, this is old school football here. They have a great defense that, you know, can really hold out anybody, uh, you know, certainly can keep Nick falls in control in the first round. And, you know, then if they go to the second round, you know, they, they, they have the defense, I think, to keep it a game with the Rams who also have a good defense themselves, but much more vulnerable in the back seven than, uh, than, than the bears are. But, I think if they were to play the Rams in the second round and uh, Mitch Trubisky would have to keep up with that offense at some point, I just don't believe that he can.
2: I agree. I actually have the Chicago Bears are a few slots lower uh, or higher, depending on how you uh, look at it. I think we, you have it seventh. I have it nine. Uh, for the reason you mentioned, I think Trubisky's not playing as well. I think this team may be a year ahead of schedule as far as being a true Super Bowl competitor here. I love the defense. The defense is there. I think the offense is just a little off here. And although I think they beat the Eagles, I think when they run into that second-round matchup, you know, which would be against the Rams... Uh, I think that's where they're going to run into problems here. I know they beat the Rams on that Sunday night, but that was in Chicago. Yeah, this will be uh, out in sunny LA here. The weather will more than likely be perfect, and it'll be great for the Rams in that uh, that game there. Todd Gurley be completely healthy, which he wasn't the first time. Uh, So, I I still think I don't think the Bears can do enough. I don't think they can do enough offensively to beat you know the the Rams or the Saints, or certainly not both. You know, so that's my issue there. I think, like I said, a year ahead of schedule. I think Trubisky needs a little bit more seasoning, uh, and then they'd be ready here. But no, I can't see the Bears winning more than just Wild Card Weekend.
1: Yeah, but you, you know, we're looking at all this stuff on paper. Set and the games are certainly not played on paper, and you know, both conferences I think are more wide open than ever. And the Bears do have a, a defense. That could really take them very, very deep into the playoffs. You know, it wouldn't shock me to see them in the NFC title game either.
2: No, that's one thing that's great about this playoff field. There's not one game. Usually, Scott, the four thirty game on Saturday has always been terrible. I mean, oh, great, we're forced to watch this game, but you know, one team's going to choke the other one, and it's not going to be close. That's not the case this year. There's not one game this weekend where, you know, we're not going to see a spread of seven to ten points. You know, we can be oh, we're going to be betting on this team. Uh, it's not an easy game to pick here. Even straight up, there's not an easy game to pick. We all have our thoughts here, but I don't feel completely confident with any of them. You know, I think either uh, almost any game, I can make an argument for both teams to win this game. So uh, that's what I like about this weekend. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend of uh, of playoff football here. I just, think like I said, I think the Bears are just a little off here. I just don't like their offense enough. Uh, once again, first time head coach in the playoffs as well, first time quarterback in the playoffs as well. I wonder. If they'll make that mistake or play it too conservative, yeah, and that always bothers me as well. I think you need to take more chances actually in the playoffs. Uh, I can't, I don't. I don't think you can be afraid. You can't coach afraid.
1: Well, the spread on this game is the Eagles uh, are the underdogs. Uh, the Bears minus five and a half. Uh, the over under it's forty one here. Are you taking the five and a half with the Bears? I, I think. I think the Eagles are going to cover and. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna, to I'm gonna say it goes slightly over.
2: Uh, I'm going to wait to see how I hear, hear about the weather first before I go, go in the over under. see it's going to be one of those very bad Chicago days. I am taking the Eagles, though. I'll take the points. Give me my five and a half. Uh, I'm also curious, <laughs> could that spread go higher by the end of the week? So I don't know if I'd lock it in now or hope I get there at the six and maybe six and a half, depending on where the money comes in late, because uh, I think that spread will change somewhat. But I'm worried if it's the Philadelphia money that comes in late. So uh, I, like the, I like the Eagles. Like I said, I think, I think they cover the five and a half. Not really worried about Nick Foles and his bruised ribs. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I certainly think he plays the game. But uh, I think they have enough here. I, like I said it wouldn't shock me if they upset them. So I'll take the Eagles in my five and a half points.
1: The Bears actually come and win four in a row. The Eagles coming in winning three in a row. Uh, the line on Seattle is the Cowboys minus one and a half. The over under is forty three and a half. I think I'm definitely taking the over there. Uh, you know, this is the toughest one and a half actually uh, actually on the on the schedule right here.
2: I say it's a coin flip game. I, I'm not. I wouldn't take either team. I'm not bad. I might go with the over under maybe. Even that uh, sometimes you know when you're a fan of the team, I worry if my judgment's clouded a little bit when it comes to betting, so uh, I think analyzing is a little easier. betting's a little different. Uh, so I don't think I'm touching this uh, as far as betting's concerned. The over under, 43, 24, 21 sounds about right for the game, so I can certainly lean towards the over there, but I lean towards most overs. I think that's part of it because I like overs, because <laughs> you can win the game in the third quarter. Oh, games over one. Cha-ching! You know, the under, you got to wait for the buzzer here. So I tend to like overs more here. But odds are, since I'm a fan of the game, so I'll be watching the game no matter what uh, Saturday night, I think I'll pass on betting.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys actually have won seven of their last eight. Uh, their one loss, uh, that stretch being to the Colts, that 23 nothing shutout at Indianapolis. Seattle started uh, t- started 0-2 and has won uh, 10 of their ahead of their last 14.
2: Yeah, too, like I said, Dallas has been a little strange team this year, Scott. They've played better at home, finally playing better in Jerry's world. Dak, his numbers are much better in Jerry's world. Usually, uh, past years, they've been better on the road, or at least even. Uh, this year, they've definitely had a home field advantage for the first time that really I can remember, uh, even in the Romo years. They generally played okay uh, in Dallas and much better on the road here. Actually, I think listen, this game's easy for me. Seahawks are going to run it. Carson, Davis, Penny. Dallas is going to run it with Elliott. They're going to, both of both are going to try and control the clock. It's whichever team makes the less mistakes. And the reason I have a problem with Dallas is simple. I don't trust Dak. I don't. And I do trust Wilson. I don't think Wilson's going to make those mistakes. He's not, going to, he's not going to throw jump balls, see what happens here. And Dak, although he doesn't throw up many jump balls, he does put the ball on the ground. If the Seahawks can get to him, he'll put the ball on the ground. He will fumble it.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, Dallas is 7-1 down the stretch. The Seahawks were six and one down the stretch. Their one loss coming at overtime at San Francisco in Week 15, 26 to 23. Uh, that, that game is an illustration about how you know fans very often like uh, you know put their own personal narrative on, onto a team when it really doesn't apply. And say, say, oh, you know that, that team's got nothing to play for. They're going to give up because uh, they don't want to watch that team anymore. I feel like if they were that team, that they would give up. Uh, you know, a lot of NFL teams showed in that last week or two that they don't—they they play the whole season and they don't give up, George.
2: No, uh, we saw that over and over again, right? One thing I'll ask you when we get back from break, did the Minnesota Vikings, uh, did the Chicago Bears make a mistake? They could have played Minnesota if they would have lost that game.
1: All right, coming up next, our top six
0: teams for the NFL playoffs.
1: Back here on the Roto Experts, Scott Engel with George Kurtz. DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all-new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all-new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced groupings. Customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings ownership projections. PGA finish probabilities and simulators. Outright, top 20 market betting tools, head to head, and three mall betting tools. PGA Pro Tips, subscriber chats, and more. Go to dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, choose golf, and enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. That's dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, click on golf, and enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. George, you want to make a point about the Bears and the Vikings?
2: Yeah, I just wonder uh, yeah, the way the Bears handle the Vikings, they beat them twice this year. Uh, in that first half, you're dominating them again. I just wonder if the Bears maybe should have taken the foot off the gas a little bit. You know, let the Vikings come back and win that game. That's where you get them. If the Bears have beaten the Vikings on Sunday, the Bears and Vikings will be playing each other again, but this time in Chicago this week. I do wonder if that was the way to go.
1: With all respect, George, I think that's an outside perspective that the NFL teams just don't share very often internally. Fans look at it one way, the teams don't look at it the other uh, you know, very often uh, the NFL teams will not care about who they play. You know, I heard this thing with Seattle, like, uh, the, like the fans were talking a, a lot about, well, we'd rather play Dallas than Chicago. But a lot of these times the teams don't care about the seating. If they can't change their venue or their positioning, they're not going to treat it any differently. The Bears pretty much knew they were locked into a home wild card game at some point, but yet they still had the attitude is. We want to go out and win this game, period. You know, we're treating this like a regular season game. I don't think it mattered to them whether they played the Vikings or the Eagles.
2: No, I don't think it did either. I don't think they were all that worried about the Eagles uh, for various reasons. Yeah. So uh, let's move on here, Scott. What do we got next?
1: All right, so uh, number six, I have the Baltimore Ravens just because the fact that the defense and uh, really, really, uh, you know, this team has really become a winning team under Lamar Jackson. It's a very unusual like college football-type offense, but it works.
2: It does. I mean, uh, and until somebody can figure out how to stop him, uh, Lamar Jackson's really not a very good downfield thrower at all. But uh, he's fast. He is super fast. And right now, no one can figure out how to stop that offense. Uh, The Chargers, you said it earlier... They saw him a couple of weeks ago. Maybe they'll play better. That was an ugly game sort of really for both teams there. Chargers couldn't get anything going. Maybe Hunter Henry helps a little bit on Sunday. I have my doubts about that, but maybe. Uh, but I kind of like the Ravens as well. And I, They're a team, they're truly in my mind a wild card team in this playoffs because, Scott, it really wouldn't shock me if they go on and on and on because no one can stop them, and that defense is just so good.
1: Both of these teams have won four of their last five-copy game. But the Chargers, one loss in that stretch, was against Baltimore in Los Angeles, 22-10. to But I think this game can be very competitive because after losing it at 12 by home, I think they're going to watch a lot of the game film, be able to pick things apart. I think this game is going to be very close. Uh, the Ravens are favored by 2.5 with the over-under, 41.5. I'm going to go the under here. What are you, who are you taking with the 2.5?
2: I'm taking the Ravens. Uh, I just don't like the idea of the Chargers traveling east coast. Like the weather's going to be brutal here, which placed it into Baltimore's hands. Perfect. Right? Cold weather. Uh, I think the Chargers are also banged up. Gordon's still banged up. Allen's still banged up. I just don't—I don't—I love the Chargers. I love what they've done this year. I think this is a bad draw for them.
1: Yeah, you take a look at the Ravens, and uh, ever since Lamar Jackson came along, this team has been much, much better— they actually come in winning six of their last seven, with their one loss at Kansas City in overtime, 27 to 24. Meanwhile, the Chargers—they—they've they, been really schizophrenic. It's like uh, you don't know which which team you're really going to get here. You know, they've won some big ones, and then they've lost some ones, and they're—they're they're probably not supposed to. Like you look—you look at the fact that they've gone—they went on the road in week 13 in Pittsburgh. And won that game It really ruined Pittsburgh's season. And then they also beat Kansas City. But down the stretch, they also lost to Denver in Week 11, and they also lost that game to Baltimore.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the Chargers sort of made your own bed there when you lost to Denver, right? That may of course you a division, so uh, you have no one to blame but yourself. It's a shame. I know we've heard some. Oh, this is why you you can't go by divisional winners get automatically get. Uh, by weeks and such, because the Chargers went twelve and four, blah, blah, blah. No one cares. Win your division. All right. Uh I agree with you. Charges have been uh listen, they're a good team. I, I just think it's just a bad draw for them. I think Baltimore's the hot team. Baltimore's the team that right now nobody has figured out how to stop. As far as how do you stop Lamar Jackson? They no one can do it right now. Maybe the Chargers, because this, I think they're the first team to see him twice. You know, maybe they figure some things out, but I, I don't think so. Too short a time period here. I like the Ravens.
1: They're a little banged up at linebacker, too, outside of Bosa, right? Did they lose like, uh, uh, you know, one of their top linebackers for the year?
2: Uh, yeah, Perriman back uh few. Yeah, they lost Perriman.
1: Back. That that really hurts because I think uh, if he was there, you know, it'd give him a better opportunity to control that running game, and and that's Agreed. a three-headed running game with Jackson, Lamar Williams, and Kenneth Dixon, who's been seeing a lot of field time recently.
2: Yeah, I think if I'm a charge, though, listen, you load the box up. You're playing sing- I'm playing single coverage on the outside with Brown and Crabtree. If Lamar Jackson wants to drop back and be a passer and he hits them, so be it. You know, I, I sort of go with the Bill Belichick. Has every uh, team drawn it up that way, though? I, I haven't watched the film to tell you for sure. I would assume they would, but that's what I'm doing. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't try many deep throws at all. I mean, John fantasy-wise, John Brown and Crabtree have been invisible since Lamar Jackson took over. So I think you just, uh you, you put, you go yeah, in zero, I'd go zero coverage. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd go zero coverage. I mean, uh, no nobody deep to stop Lamar Jackson.
1: Indianapolis, uh, well, actually, they, you know, he had a 63-yard pass to his tight end uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so, you know, I think he could pick his spots where he's, where he's got to throw the ball. I don't think it's that simple. Uh, Indianapolis is my fifth-ranked team. I think they have a good shot. To go to the AFC Championship game, uh, you know we talked about how many games uh, they they've won coming in uh, over the over the last five. You know they've, they they've won their last four with their last loss coming on December second when they were shut out by Jacksonville in what seems to be an anomaly. This game has an over under forty seven and a half, and uh, the Texans are favored by by one and a half. You know this team's got everything going for them on paper. Andrew Luck is uh, second in the NFL the touchdown passes. To Patrick Mahomes, that's how he uh, threw, uh, you know, through Week 17. Uh, Marlon Mack has had his ups and downs, but he's been a consistent TD force. We talked about T.Y. Hill at 199 yards versus the Texans. If this team can beat the can beat the Houston Texans, uh, you know, then they would go into Kansas City, and uh, I think they would have a real chance to take out the Chiefs because uh, Andrew Luck can match punches with Patrick Mahomes, and this team definitely has a better defense than the Chiefs. And when you play it against the Chiefs, I think it's about, it comes down to who can get a stop. And I think that
2: Colts defense can get a stop before the Chiefs defense could. I agree. I think the Colts' defense is definitely better than the Chiefs' defense. Plus, there'll be some pressure on KC and pressure on Andy Reid because they haven't won a playoff game in KC in, what, 15 years? So maybe Actually, it might be 25 years. I think it's 93 offhand. Uh, so I think there'll be some pressure on KC that, that there won't be on Indianapolis. So I agree with you. I think the Colts are a dangerous team. Plus, KC, not quite the team they were earlier on. You know, teams. Are, not that teams have figured them out, but they've slowed them down somewhat. Where they're not scoring forty-five points a game now. It's twenty-eight, thirty-one, and while that's still great, it may not be enough with that defense.
1: I, th- I think it's more. I'll get to KC in a minute, where they haven't beat the best teams on their schedule. Not the teams have slowed them down, where you know they played the better teams on their schedule, and those teams have been able to get a defensive stop when it's ca- when it's counted. The Chiefs haven't been able to. Uh, And actually, uh, Kansas City is my next ranked team at number four, uh, because even though they do have the number one seed and respect that, I feel, and Patrick Mahomes is playing, playing terrific, obviously, and Damian Williams has been a nice fill-in for Kareem Hunt. He's shown he can be both explosive and physical. This defense, especially the run defense, is a real problem and can make them out at any time.
2: Yes, uh, it is a problem. I mean, it's a big problem there. The Chiefs are a fun team to watch, incredibly fun team to watch. But it's, and then I said, they're not quite playing like they were earlier in the season. You know, so they're not quite hitting on all cylinders. But I just can't see a team trying to win every game against good teams, good competition in the playoffs, you know, 42 38. Every game is going to have to be won that way for them. And I just don't think they can do it over and over again. I just don't. They're going to play better teams. They're going to play, Indian, uh, you know, according to you and I, they're going to play Indianapolis. You know, then they're going to have to play maybe New England. And we'll see what Bill, Bill Beltic does Let's try and uh, cut them out. Or maybe it's the Ravens and the, how good that defense is. And we talked about that game earlier. They should have lost that game the first time if not for some magical play by Mahomes and Hill on that fourth down play that really never should have happened. They lose that game. So, uh, listen, I like KC a lot, it's, they're a fun team to watch. But uh, to to say I feel great about them racing the Super Bowl, I don't. I have my doubts as well.
1: I disagree that they are not sc- scoring as well as they did earlier in the season. They scored, they scored thirty one in week sixteen, thirty five, and uh, you know in week seventeen they scored forty in week thirteen. I think it's more of a case that you know when you look at your when you look at the schedule you now, they've beaten the teams that they're supposed to beat. But, uh, you know, when it comes to, f- to facing the really good teams on their schedule, they started out the season by beating the Chargers by 10, but they lost to New England in Week 6, 43-40. Then they also lost to the Rams, uh, 54-51, to in a game everybody loved. They lost to the Chargers by a point, and they lost at Seattle. The four playoff teams that they've, they've faced on their schedule – their record against them is one and five, so it's to me it's not of a thing they haven't played early in the season. You know, they haven't proven that when they when they face the top teams on their
2: schedule that they can come away with a victory. Well that that may be true of most teams. I mean great that one and five is a little uh, that's, that's not so good against playoff teams. But most playoff teams aren't gonna have great records against other playoff teams. I mean that's just the way it is. Yeah, You're but to be, other...
1: to be to be to be all in four since week six I think kinda kinda Stands
2: out to me. It does, but uh, I don't really throw much. You know, once again, you're playing other good teams. You sh- they should be better than what the the record you uh, indicated was. Actually, I think it was one in four, one in five. That's certainly not very good. You know, it means you do have trouble against upper echelon opponents. Does it also make me think that is their record a product of just having an easier schedule than other teams? You know, not that I've broken it down, I have not. Uh, but it, there is something to that. Uh, so as I don't, I don't love KC. I just. When was the last time you and I have been watching football for a long time? When was the last time you have a team that's gone into the Super Bowl that's been a purely one-sided team? And I mean purely one sided with no defense. This team has no defense. I can't think of one. I, I think
1: that's the issue, and I think that defense gets exposed against better teams at the clutch points in uh, at the clutch points in certain games. you know teams like Los Angeles, Seattle, et cetera, you know they 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 know that they, they can get a stop. the Chiefs can't get a stop. Against gets a good team when it counts, and I think that's the problem.
2: I don't know if they get to go to a good stop against bad teams when it counts. You know, teams have been able to move uh, up well, and down the field. Well, bad teams will find, a,
1: will find a way to lose. Like, you know, they beat Oakland, you know, twice in the last five games. You know, they found, they found a way to lose. Or they, they did, I, I forgot, they did beat Baltimore So, uh, in Week 14. So that, that puts them 2-5 and five against playoff teams.
2: Yeah, so it's a little bit better. Record against playoffs. If they were three and four, would we be talking about this? Probably not. That's about comparable with most other playoff teams. And I've seen the, that list of teams against other playoff teams. I know loses back to back
1: games against against uh, against playoff teams in week fifteen and sixteen. Though I I think that that speaks a lot to uh, you know where they had to wrap up. The division and they couldn't do it until the final day. You know that's pretty much the narrative for me. Yeah, but maybe uh, they took
2: the uh, foot off the gas a little bit there. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't knock think them they
1: did. That. I don't think they did. I watched both those games. They did not take their foot off the gas. Uh, uh, the Rams are my are my third team, uh, just because you know I like the Saints better, and uh, I'll talk about the other AFC team I like. Yeah, uh, you know, I just I just don't know if. Uh, You know, Jared Goff, you know, watching him last year in the playoffs, etc. If he has to, he's played so well at home, 22 touchdown passes and three interceptions, but 10 and 9 on the road. I feel like if he has to go to to New Orleans in the AFC Championship game, I'm very, very scared for the Rams.
2: Yeah, I'm worried about Goff as well, but I'll also point out the running game. They've been horrific against trying to stop the run all season long. I mean, horrific. They haven't been able to do it. and That's my bugaboo with this team against really anybody they play. You know, every team that they that they could possibly go up against, they can't go up against the Eagles. So, but any other team, they can't stop the run. Can you stop Kamara? Can you stop Elliott? Can you stop Carson? Uh, can you, even the uh, even the Bears can you stop that, that running duo? They haven't been able to do that all season long. Yes, they can get to the quarterback. You know, Aaron Donald can make life hell for any quarterback, and he almost set the record this year. But they haven't been able to stop the run all season long. And as you said with Goff, he is not quite playing as well as he was a couple of weeks ago. Maybe Cooper Cup, uh, losing him, has been a bigger loss than we thought here. I think that's going to be the Rams' bugaboo.
1: Yeah, real quick, uh, you know, we both have New Orleans number one. I have New England number two. Uh, Look, the AFC is wide open, and everybody doesn't want to hear that, you know, New England's not going away, but... uh, you know they they showed they showed some moxie down the stretch, I think, and you know they're going to have a home playoff game, which I I guess I I believe is going to be the Ravens, and I think they can win that. You know my personal call though is for Colton, New England in the AFC Championship game, and they I believe you know they still have the best coach in, in all of football. You know I think this team you know they they got James White involved more last week. They're going to adjust. Gronk isn't what he used to be, but. You know this team until you knock them off. To me, they're still the best in the AFC. Uh, I just, I, you know, and look, it doesn't sound very uh, expert-like, but uh, I think, I think New England finds a way to get this done. Let's welcome in Mike Blewett uh, from Fantasy Sports Today. Mike, happy New Year. Uh, you know, we we're talking about our top twelve teams overall. Uh, you know, to me, uh, to me, the AFC is so wide open, but ultimately, I still go with New England. Okay, I believe Mike a Steelers fan. He,
2: he just can't handle it. He's yeah, still I crying about that. the Steelers. That's
1: so what we did, have Mike. But uh, you know, do, do you believe uh, New England number two overall? When you have them ranked,
2: you know I agree with everything you said, Scott. You know until you kill the dragon. You can't count them out. But, man, they're just not a good team. I mean, as far as a great playoff team, they're not what they used to be. That being said, I so much want to see them play the Ravens because I want to see if Belichick can be the first person to figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson, how to stop this offense here. I think they're doing it with mirrors. Brady's not the same player. Gronk is done. I uh, And maybe we all should have known this, by the way, when – Bill Belichick pretty much traded him to Detroit in the offseason. Even Bill saw this. But Gronk is done, and it's a shame. He's my favorite player to watch in the NFL. Man just has too much fun here. I haven't ranked high as, uh, just like you do because until someone slays the dragon, you have to say they're the favorite here until so someone knocks them off here. But they're they just doing it with mirrors.
1: Yeah, a lot of these predictors are going to go by the wayside, though, because, you know, like we said, it's it's so wide open. The Patriots did win four of their last six. Yeah, but they, they lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Steelers. Look a lot better at the Bills and the Jets, though, so they have uh, some momentum going into the playoffs. Go to RotoExperts.com for my, my uh, overall playoff rankings as you're getting from your playoff drafts and leagues. And we'll see you tomorrow as we'll dive deep into those ranks.
0: Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.